Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult Welcome back to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. And man, we are super glad that you are not only listening today, uh, but we celebrate today our constant, continual, every week listeners, and especially those who are sharing this podcast with others. We appreciate you so much. Don't forget on the outro, we've got some information. If you want to contact us, please feel free to do that. Share an email with us, or if you would like to call us here in the church office, you're welcome to do that. We'd love to get whatever ideas you have on the podcast. If you've got some things that you're thinking through that is culture's difficult questions that we can answer with the Bible, we want to we want to be able to do that. So make sure you listen to the outro and get plugged in. And we've got another change my mind today. But before we get to change my mind, we've got a sponsor. Our sponsor today is the Food Hut of Forest, Mississippi. If you like good uh, home-cooked type meals such as rib plates and fish plates, or if you like chicken wraps or one-pound hamburgers, smoked. Smoked. Sometimes smoked hamburgers. hamburgers. Yeah, and they're delicious. They they? are. Have you had the one-pound hamburger? No, I had the super burger. I don't think it's a whole pound. It's a super double D burger is what it's called. And it has gravy fries on it. Mm. It is huge. The the fries are on the burger? No, the fries to the side. See, this is what I, somebody challenged me, really. And I'm not going to call any names, Michael. But um, he says, you can't eat the pound burger along with the gravy fries. I said, bro, you don't know who you're talking to. Mm. Bring me two burgers. I didn't eat the burgers really, but it was a huge hamburger. It really was, but it was delicious. Uh, they they got a great way of cooking. You smashed and, uh, it, smashed it. Yeah, it was gone, totally gone. I had hey, nothing man. left over. Maybe some drippings of ketchup or something. <laughs> that was it. I didn't lick that off the plate, but other than that, it was all gone. So, hey, the Food Hut. If you're local here to Forest, Mississippi, and you want some good food. Um, they don't have an inside dining, but they've got some outside picnic tables where you can drive through and pick it up. Come by the Food Hut right here on Highway 80 in Forest, Mississippi. So today, change your mind. What do we got, Eli? All right, so since it's Christmas time, we decided to do a Christmas-themed change my mind. And so today, since I am always play the devil's advocate, Today I am the kind of guy. You might want to change that up sometime. Maybe one of us need to play the yeah, devil. Yeah, that'd be fun. You always you feel bad about being the devil all the time. I do. I feel like an outcast. Honestly. Okay. Anyways, today I'm the kind of guy who my closest friends would describe as an internet troll, and my favorite thing to do is to get on Twitter and Facebook and find non Christians celebrating the Christmas holiday and destroy them with my theological knowledge mm. because. Non-Christians should not celebrate a Christian holiday. You're making me want to get back on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So that's that's the change our that's, mind. I need you guys to change my mind. Tell me why it's okay for a non-Christian to celebrate a Christian holiday. Okay. You know, and and this this is more opinion, and I know we're going to get to the word in here in just a little bit, but this is more opinion, I think, for me to say that, you know, I don't think we can um, dictate or really abuse others verbally or thought-wise or post-wise, whatever you want to say, that that would be non-Christians who would celebrate Christian holidays like 
sometimes we do with Christians who celebrate Halloween. I think that can kind of be the in and out of it. I think that first and foremost, Christianity uh, is open and available to everybody who will come to Christ. They can be saved, born again, and a follower of Jesus. And once you're a follower of Jesus, it puts you in a completely different category, not to my words, but to Jesus' words, to where you're separate from the world, come out from among them. And so we do things a little bit different. Now, I think because of the Christianization of the world, um, the holidays as far as Christianity have exploded for a time period. I think they're imploding now in our day and age. But like Christmas and Easter, those two events, the birth of Christ and the death of Christ, are celebrated by non-Christians in the fact that there's there's unconventional things, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, that everybody can enjoy and appreciate, but the birth of Christ and the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, not everybody identifies with. So it's kind of like a pick and choose, take what you want, leave what you don't kind of thought process whenever you're coming to um, come into these Christian holidays. Now, that's just a lost person's perspective, I believe. But for a nominal Christian, you've got some people who are nominal Christians, and all they do is celebrate the birth. Christmas is fun. Get together, go to church once that that time of the year, and then Easter, same thing, you know. So, um, can can a can a lost person or a person of the world who is not a Christian, non Christian, celebrate Christmas? And there's there's a lot involved in that, ain't it, Greg? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe there is. You know, I, I think it. You know, as you were speaking, you know, I was thinking of the the blending of the holiday. You know, the blending of the the Christian nature of it with the secular nature of it, you know, and, and, uh, at some point I feel like the, the blending became more of a a taking over, you know, um, because as we said, you know, this kind of began as a, uh, a Christian themed holiday, you know, celebrating the birth and, and the death of Christ. And, uh, with the, the introduction of Santa Claus and the introduction of the Easter bunny, um, you know, it's it's something now where we we're not really celebrating Christ anymore. We're celebrating um, Santa Claus, <laughs> and we're we're, yes. we're what can we yeah get? we're celebrating what we get out of Christmas. You know, and uh, uh, Easter time. You know, it's not even about the cross and, and the death anymore for a lot of people. It's about hunting Easter eggs and what's in the Easter egg when I find them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that as we have seen the 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 going from just a blending of the two to a taking over uh, of the secular side of it. We, we've lost the um, the importance of what it means for, for us as Christians. Uh, but I think at the same time, what, what Eli is saying over here, you know, that you have to be a Christian to celebrate these holidays, um, you know, there is, you know, we, we did this podcast, we're, we're answering uh society's difficult questions biblically mm-hmm. you know and I was telling you guys beforehand that I think the the answer to this you know we're going to talk we're going to share some scripture in a minute but I think the biggest answer from this comes that there's nothing biblically about christmas the word christmas is not in the bible mm-hmm. you know uh the the actual date of Jesus Christ uh, his birth is not in the bible you know there's there's argument of you know we we celebrate uh, Christmas on December 25th and uh, me for one and I, I know I believe you have the same uh, mindset that Christ was not born on December 25th mm-hmm. uh, you know so uh, we're actually not celebrating the actual day 
that Jesus Christ was born. So, uh, you know, but that is not in there. There's nowhere in the word that says, hey, this day set aside for a holiday. So I think as we recognize that, we, we can really begin to to get a better understanding of, of how we can answer Eli's question here. You know, and and I think, but it, and you're right. It, it, the scriptures is not strictly saying celebrate Jesus's birthday this way or even at this date. It doesn't mention anything about that. We do see those who came to celebrate the birth of Christ, the event, God in flesh, come to man to save man from his sin. There was a celebration and a worship of Jesus during that time. But like we were talking earlier, I think it's traditional maybe for us to mm. celebrate birthdays. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I, I have birthday parties even at 47 years old, you know, and I know a lot of people have birthdays and do a lot for birthdays. It's a, it's a celebrated thing, and it should be, in my opinion, a celebrated thing. It should be a fun thing that we do. Well, you know, we celebrate our own individual birthdays, but mm-hmm. there are holidays set aside for uh, historical figures' birthdays. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that Abraham Lincoln, yeah, uh, St. Valentine, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, you know, yeah, yeah. people who have made a, a significant impact in mm-hmm. the world, their birthdays are celebrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this, I think, though, is one where it, it those days are known as Martin Luther King Day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Abraham Lincoln's birthday. You know, mm-hmm. this has gone from Jesus Christ's birthday. To Christmas, yeah, yeah. Nobody's running around giving gifts on those other other dates. Yeah, it, and no, no doubt it's a, it's a huge thing. I, I think I think what we're ultimately going to land on is for a a Christian to celebrate Christmas. There's a certain way in which we can do that that so elevates the name of Christ, the where it's more than just a celebration, but it's an it's an extension of the grace of God through what we do, mm. right? And so um, not just not just that, that morning to where it's just us as family opening gifts and eating and all that kind of stuff, but even more than that, it's what we do in the Christmas season that helps, not just that specific morning or that specific day. But for a non-Christian to try to celebrate Christmas, I don't think they're going to be able to celebrate Christmas in its fullness. You know, I mean, how can you celebrate it? It's almost like uh, trying to eat a peppermint that has no flavor. Right. You know? Well, they they can celebrate Christmas, but they don't celebrate the Christ of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they're not getting the fullness of right. that. I mean, if if all you're doing is swapping gifts, spending a lot of money, going in debt, <laughs> I mean, you you take that thought outside of the context of Christmas, and you're you're looking at a person who needs some serious financial accountability. <laughs> <laughs> you're not looking at a person who's doing anything other than wasting time and money or extravagantly at least at the very least spending what they have instead of being a good steward and and so yeah i I think that like i say for for a non-christian to celebrate christmas i mean we can't say you can't celebrate christmas but we can say yeah you're probably not doing it right right you know right well you know i'm this verse that i have right here luke uh chapter 2 verse verse 11 says for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, mm-hmm. which is Christ the Lord. And that's who we celebrate mm-hmm. for Christmas, a Savior. Not mm-hmm. not just a man, not just somebody who was born like all these other people that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Not just somebody who, who did something significant in history. We're talking about somebody who did something to change uh, humanity. Yeah, You know, if, if we recognize who this is and what he's done, 
then then we recognize that that this is more than just a person. This is God in the flesh mm-hmm. coming to this earth, living a perfect, sinless lifestyle, uh, being born this day, the day that we're celebrating this. And then, you know, that's why Christmas is important to the Christian. And then Easter is important to the Christian mm-hmm. because we're celebrating this day, the birthday. Then later on, we're celebrating what he did with the, the death day mm-hmm. and then the resurrection. Yeah. You know, and so uh, celebrating the Christ of Christmas, you need to be a Christian. Yeah. But celebrating the the holiday of Christmas. You can be anybody. You can be anybody. Yeah, but see, I think that that a non-Christian celebrating Christmas would be like me celebrating Hanukkah. You see what I'm saying? Or like me celebrating the, the Chinese New Year. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's unrelated to me. Mm-hmm. It's it's none of my business to celebrate that. Let me give you guys a couple wait, 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 wait. of... Let me ask you this. Let's just say that you are in San Francisco or New York in one of the heavily populated China districts, okay? And you do all your business in that district. And all your friends are Chinese people who have who have migrated to the U.S. and they're celebrating that day. And let's just say that they have specific things that they do, like they give away fortune cookies or whatever that day. And so, let's just say that you're a part of that culture, right? And you show up, and you don't have fortune cookies one day, but the next time you show up to that, you learn the culture, and you're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, we're supposed to be exchanging fortune cookies." So we start exchanging fortune cookies. Right, that's probably stereotypical, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't operate by the by the Chinese calendar. You don't, but you celebrate it because your friends are Chinese and everybody's giving away <laughs> fortune cookies, so you can give some too. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So let me give you guys some historical facts about Christmas. Um, the word Christmas comes from a Middle English term that means mass observed on Christ's day. So Christ's Mass, Christmas. Um, Christmas didn't become an international holiday until the Oxford movement in the early 19th century when the church taught that Christmas was central to Christianity and that the holiday should be observed as an opportunity to give charity to the poor. However, Christmas was first celebrated as early as the first century, uh, and the tradition was a celebration of Jesus' birthday, and they gave gifts, they had a feast, they went caroling, and they had a parade. So that's the the early Christmas. Now, Santa Claus comes in way later on, and Santa Claus comes from the English folklore Saint Nick, who was a priest that delivered presents to well-behaved children. So even Santa Claus is a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the original one was St. Nick. Was uh, St. Nicholas was a, a really great guy. Made his own toys, from what I understand, and, and delivered them. But, um, yeah, I, I think that the, the this is the problem. The or, origin of Christmas is definitely centered in Christ-type activity, right? Um, the secularization of, of Christmas has so far removed it from the central focus and has become more materialized. I mean, Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, the Sermon on the Mount, he says you can't serve two masters. Either you'll love one, hate the other, cling to one, despise the other. And, and so I, what? the reason I even mentioned that wasn't necessarily for the first part of that verse, but the last part of that verse, it says you can't serve God and mammon. 
And that's a King James Version, but mammon just means materialism or monetary possessional type things. But that's what we've done is we've tried to blend the two, the serving of God and the serving of material things. Do me a favor and show up at your next Christmas party and don't bring a gift. Mm. Only bring your Bible and read the Christmas story. Mm. Now flip that around, show up to a Christmas party and bring a gift, but don't bring your Bible. You, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's what we... Why does Christmas exist? It was the fulfilled promise of God that he would be born of a virgin in the right time for the specific reason of the death, burial, and resurrection to save sinners from their sin. That's the promise of God being fulfilled in the due time God had planned in that moment. So, so you read Luke chapter 2 talking about gifts and the extravagance of all that, even a couple of years later after Jesus had born wise men had been following a star, right? And so they finally, after following the star, find the right place where Jesus is at. And they come, it says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Of course, there's a whole lot more to that story. But what we see is the worship of Jesus. We see the gifts givings to Jesus, right, as an honorum to, to Christ. They're recognizing him as a king, as Christ, the Savior. And so even in Luke chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2, the scriptures doesn't strictly say celebrate Jesus' birth, celebrate Jesus' birth on this day, but we do see ingredients of celebrating Jesus. I, and I think maybe the problem is, is we as Christians only think about celebrating uh, the life or birth of Jesus during Christmas. I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of folks, you know, you mentioned nominal Christians a while ago, you know, uh, people who just claim Christianity without actually living a Christian lifestyle. Um you know that's a, I, I yeah I know I was listening to because you know I wasn't I wasn't at church last Sunday I was out sick but I was listening to your message and you was talking about C and E Christians mm-hmm. you know people who come to come to church on Christmas and Easter you know and I think then we're uh, putting the the emphasis of our Christianity on a certain time of year instead of a person mm-hmm. you know uh, for us as Christians. Uh, yeah, uh, we celebrate Christmas, but we should celebrate Christ every single day. That's right. That's right. And, and, and so, I, can can the can the non Christian do that? And so, if the non Christian can't do that, then can they really celebrate Christmas the right way? Right. So, well, I think it's the separation of understanding Christmas as a holiday and Christmas as serving and, and celebrating a person. Mm-hmm. So when when we look at it like this, yes, uh, I believe a, a non-Christian can celebrate the holiday of Christmas, but I do not believe a non-Christian can celebrate the Christ of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like looking at a painting that should have vivid colors, but yet it's just gray, black and white. I think they that lose if, a lot of the power. I think that if you are a Christian... Um, Rather than chastising non-believers for mm. celebrating a Christian holiday, maybe you should invite every non-believer that you know to celebrate the Christian holiday with you mm-hmm. and use that as an outreach opportunity. Amen. And celebrate, put the emphasis on Jesus during your Christmas. Invite him into your home, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
absolutely. I mean, God's given our calendar to us to to be able to pull from that to share the gospel with, I think. So, yeah, it's a good idea. All right, guys, thank you so much. Hopefully, we've changed somebody's mind. Hopefully, a person who has not yet surrendered their life to Jesus has been listening to this podcast, not just today, but continually. And maybe the Holy Spirit has pricked your heart and helped you understand that Without Jesus, you will die and go to hell. That's not a popular thought or thing to say today, but it's a fact, not with just our opinions or words, but with the words of Jesus. And so the good news is this, that you don't have to die and go to hell. You can trust in Jesus and be saved, born again, and a follower of him by trusting in him, turning your life over to him in a simple prayer. I'm not going to tell you the words of that prayer, but if you'll just cry out unto him and ask him to save you, I guarantee you, according to Romans 10, 13, he will save those who call out to him. And you'll get a whole new perspective, not just on December the 25th, but January the 3rd and uh, February the 21st and all the other days in between. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.